In today's show, I'm sitting down with one of the members from the Passive Project, our signature program that helps digital product entrepreneurs market and scale their online courses and digital offers. Lauren Keplinger is a six-figure Etsy seller who knew she needed to share her Etsy tips with others. She started her second business coaching other Etsy sellers, but was super frustrated with the up and down launches of her course and not bringing in any revenue in between those live launches. She was actually about to throw in the towel on her course business entirely. But after joining the Passive Project, she got a tripwire up and running, which brought in over $3,000 within a few months, and she's grown her email list by 50% too. And that is just the beginning. This girl is on fire. In this interview with her, I asked her to share her journey, her tips, what worked and what didn't, so that you can apply the same tactics to your business. All right, let's roll the episode. You're listening to the Passive Project Podcast, where we talk about how to build your online business to make more income, more impact, and give you more freedom in your life. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, business strategist, mom of two, lover of passive income, automation, and coffee. Welcome to the podcast. All right, guys, welcome to this episode. I am so excited. We are sitting down with a Passive Project member, uh, which is so fun for me. I love doing this on the podcast. So welcome, Lauren, to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I am excited you're here. So Lauren, um, why don't you tell folks uh, kind of your bit of your background story? Because I love the way that your business has evolved. And it's a little bit similar to my own background being like a home decor and lifestyle blogger. And then Um, starting this second business in terms of like doing business and marketing education. So uh, can you just tell folks a bit of your journey? Sure. Um, I started my Etsy shop in 2012. I had really young kids. I was actually pregnant with my second child when I started it. And so I kind of just did what I knew. I made monogrammed baby gifts and I still make monogrammed baby gifts. Um, And so I just kind of started that in, you know, those margins of time. My husband was in the military at the time. And so he was gone, like always. And so (laughs) I kind of just was feeling really um, lost, I guess, or just sort of, I don't know, bored. Yeah, needing a creative outlet. Yeah, having some mental stimulation. So I started that and... Um, it just grew and evolved as my kids got a little bit older. And then about two or three years ago, I started um, coaching other people also in getting started on Etsy and then scaling their Etsy shops as well, because I just found that I really love the business side of it. And um, the creative side to me is sort of like the you know, the side effect totally. <laughs> of having the Etsy shop, but I really love the business and marketing. And so, um, I and think you had huge success with your Etsy shop, right? Like you had yeah. grown it to a multiple six figure Etsy store. Um, uh, yeah, I've had like, um, just a little over half a million dollars in sales in the last few years. So yeah, that's wild. Crazy. <laughs> And this is like, that's such an important distinction between, as you say, like the people who join Etsy, who are the creatives and the artists maybe don't have as much business savvy and really struggle with getting their Etsy shop to be the success that they want it to be in terms of 
income and revenue, right? Absolutely. And I Whereas, saw a huge gap in that area because there are a lot of people that start Etsy shops because they're like home crafters or they like to make stuff or whatever. Um, you know, and sort of, it sort of organically evolves from making this craft to selling it. But, um, that wasn't actually really my path. I started my Etsy shop in order to turn it. Like I taught myself a craft so that I could sell it. <laughs> totally. I feel um, like you so and I are kindred spirits because that's exactly <laughs> like starting my online shop was the same thing. It's like, okay, how can I make this like a revenue machine and how can I market this effectively? And it wasn't really so much about the product itself. Right. Exactly. And that, and so, um, you know, I think that there's like space for both types of people, but I find that on Etsy, a lot of times they tend more towards those creatives and they struggle a little bit with that business side of it. And so I felt like there was a place for me there to say like, I, I love to talk about business. I would love to talk about that with you. <laughs> yeah. So you start, so then you started, okay. So then you started Laura, Lauren Keplinger.com, right. And you got into this like business and marketing education for Etsy sellers. So how did that, how do you even really get started doing that? Um, well, I fumbled around for a little while, <laughs> um, as we all do, but I, I started blogging and then, um, actually went to an in-person conference thing that kind of got me started on the path of designing a course. And from there, it's sort of evolved. But um, my main thing that I do now is that I have a podcast as well. And um, so the, that kind of allows me to just connect with people and talk about Etsy. And what's the name of your podcast? Crickets to Chichings. Crickets to Chichings. I love that. Um, okay. That's amazing. So somewhere in there, you came across the passive project. How did you, how did that initially happen? So when I started with like having courses and digital products to sell, um, the way that I learned it was like live launching, live launching, live launching, which I did for about a year. And then I was like, this kind of sucks. Yeah, there's <laughs> and, gotta be a better way. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't think that this is a sustainable business model for me. Like I don't love live launching. I find it really stressful. Um, and every time I would live launch, I would say, I think I might quit doing this. <laughs> right. And so I told my husband, I'm like, I have to find something else or else I'm done. Like I either it has to change or I have to quit doing it. I can't, I can't do what I'm doing right now. And so I, I honestly don't know how I came across it. I think it was through the podcast maybe, or, um, and then, you know, the retargeting Facebook ads are great. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I joined like wanting to start down this path of like evergreen and having it a little more passive and, more automated emails instead of having to write every single email in real time and all of that. Yeah. Amazing. So then, so you joined the passive project and what was kind of, there's a lot in the passive project for people who are listening, who aren't a member, like you can join. And although I give you step-by-step -step and frameworks to follow, a lot of people hop around doing mm -hmm. and choose, choose to do different things first. Right. So what was it that you sort of started to tackle right away? What was like the first quick win um, that you created for yourself? Um, so for me, it was all about the email funnels and having something that was like an immediate offer. What I was finding, and um, I mean, I still find this to be true, honestly, but especially back when I joined was that 
I would have these launches and they would bring in like some revenue, but they weren't really very big at the time. And so then in between, there was no money coming in. Right. <laughs> and I was spending money on Facebook ads and, you know, all these software programs that I had and stuff. And so I needed some more consistent revenue in those in between times. So I started with an email funnel um, with a tripwire offer that then led to an email funnel. So that's where I started in the past. Okay. So walk us through that a little bit. Like, what's the tripwire product that you created? And what does that funnel kind of look like? So it was, um, the opt-in was an ultimate Etsy starter kit, which was just a PDF document with some resources and stuff. And then it immediately went to the Tripwire offer, which was an ebook that I had already written. I just hadn't been selling it anywhere. It was like sitting in, you know, my Dropbox folder somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I hooked that up to it. And so the ebook offers right after that, and it helps you to set up the really more intricate parts of the Etsy shop, like writing out your policies and setting up your payments and all that stuff. Right. And so that's the immediate offer. And then the email funnel kind of introduces people to me, but then also leads them back to that tripwire offer. So the tripwire is presented to them immediately mm -hmm. upon grabbing that lead magnet. So it's, I presume it's like on the thank you page. It's like, yeah. thanks for grabbing this lead magnet. You might also be interested in, and it yeah. shows up there. And then they are also taken into a welcome sequence that again offers the tripwire if they hadn't purchased it the first time around. Yeah, it does. Because um, a lot of people, especially because this is a really beginner offer, um, a lot of people are sort of sitting on that line of like, I don't know if I want to open an Etsy shop or not. And so I was fine. I initially started it as just, just the tripwire right when you sign up. And then the email was just a welcome sequence. Um, but I found that I had a lot better conversions if I offered it again several days yes. later. And that's a really important distinction because I think sometimes this applies to so many areas of people's business. They get scared to make the offer again, right? Mm -hmm. To repeat themselves, even like in a live launch situation, often people say, oh, I'm just, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And how can I really talk about my product for that many days? And, or, or they've, you know, launch to their audience once and then think that they're, they shouldn't relaunch again two or right. three months down the road. But in actual fact, that repetition is what really builds recognition around your product and around your offer. And a lot of those people who are going to be buyers, there are going to be the fast action takers. And those are the ones who are going to purchase that product, you know, either on that thank you page or within a week, right. Of like seeing it again in the welcome sequence. But then there are like the slow cookers who really <laughs> need to be, like build that trust and connection with you. And yeah. that's part of why I really believe in the weekly newsletter because mm -hmm those, especially those slow cooker people, they need that nurturing. And then down the road, when you make the offer again, they're so much more ready to purchase. And so it's really important to appeal to both types of buyers. Now, the other thing that I love about what you did was your lead magnet and the tripwire offer are very aligned. And this is like a you know, one of the mistakes that I see some digital entrepreneurs making is that the two things don't really match up. And so mm -hmm. what you've done is you know that that lead magnet is appealing exactly to people who your target audience are. Like it's people who want to open an Etsy shop. It's not people who already have an Etsy shop. Right. It's people who are in that 
interest phase of thinking about this new business idea and they're opting into that freebie. And then your tripwire is just taking it that one step further. It's like, okay, you obviously want this and you got some information already, but here's, I'm going to make it so much easier for you because I'm going to hand you kind of like the done for you to templates and tools and, and directions you need in order to make that happen. So I just love that they're so well aligned. So everybody who's listening to this podcast episode, if you have your own tripwire product or you've been thinking of launching a tripwire product, really hear that when we talk about how aligned these things are. So it's really, that's a really, um, uh, that's a key point of having success with a tripwire and a tripwire offer for those who aren't familiar with that terminology could also be, some people call it a mini offer or a tiny offer. There's lots of different terms you can use for it, but it's basically kind of an entry level, low ticket cost product. So Lauren, remind me how much is your tripwire offer? Um, the tripwire is $27. 27. That's like such a common price for a tripwire. I think that's a really good price point because it's so affordable for, for most people. They don't need to really think too much about spending 27 bucks. And yet at the same time, it's high enough that you can use things like Facebook ads to drive traffic to the tripwire and have enough wiggle room there to make it either profitable or at least a break-even product. So yeah. is that, has that been your experience? Yeah. So that's really what I wanted to, that was my goal in starting the tripwire was to be able to have it self-sustaining with Facebook ads. So I was running these Facebook ads anyway. And then, you know, I'd get these bills for like four and $500 in the middle of launch or like after, you know, after launches where I wasn't having any revenue come in. Um, and I'm like, this is just not, it's not going to work. Like my Etsy shop, the money I'm making for my Etsy shop is basically paying to support this other business. And I don't really like this model. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> and so that was my goal in starting. It was just to make enough to break even on the Facebook ads and have it just have like this sort of self-propelled um, money situation. And it actually has gone above and beyond that, which has been awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so not only are you at first, you were using it as a break-even mechanism to grow your list without having to pay for those leads, but now you're actually seeing a positive ROI in general. Yeah. So it actually supports, which has, this has been an amazing change for me, but it supports the Facebook ads. And then it also pays for me to have a podcast assistant for my podcast, which has relieved a huge amount of stress. So just the tripwire pays for all of that. That's amazing. I love yeah. hearing results like that. That's so great. So, um, so now you have this like machine that's growing your email list with ease, right? Over time. And you're growing your audience and, and building your brand and getting your students like great results, even just with that tripwire product. So what's the, what are some of the next, like, what's the vision? Where are you headed with this, with the laurenkeplinger.com business? Yeah. So one thing that has also been really huge for me with the tripwire is that that offer just stays available all the time. It's always running. Um, but it's allowed me to also offer new offers in my Facebook ads and test them out without losing a whole bunch of money on them, you know, when they're not really proven offers yet. Yep. Um, which has really been an amazing sort of mechanism to be able to play around with stuff and see what, what is working. So, so can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like what, just for people who are listening, like 
what does that look like? You, do you have a new, like a new mini course or is it a full course or something? And you run ads straight to a sales page or do you test them by doing a webinar? What does it mean when you yeah, say that? Well, it's kind of always evolving, but, um, you know, it's funny cause you said like talked about the opt-in and the tripwire being so aligned, but that's not really where I started. Like that's something that I struggled with a lot in the beginning. Um, I had this, opt-in that led to this like monster course that people were super not ready for. <laughs> right. Um, and so as I've kind of listened to people and, and heard what they're asking for, um, and I do want to make that point for people that are listening, like the ebook came out of, I, I thought it was too simple. Like people want more complicated stuff. This is too easy. It's super, super basic information but people get really good results with it. And that's what they're, the people that are opting into that often need that next basic step. Like they don't need to know how to work with Instagram influencers when they don't have an Etsy shop open yet. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So, so running those, the, the, um, offers have kind of evolved, but I basically now have two different courses. Um, and so what I'm working on next is, building out the same email funnel that right now goes back to the tripwire to continue it on and offer a beginner course on, um, on top of that. And then I have another course that's not for beginners. That's more about SEO for Etsy. And I've been able to run Facebook ad testing with that. And it's got kind of its own separate email funnel and I'm working on a webinar funnel for that too. <laughs> Amazing. So what I love that you've just basically described is that you're really building out a very clear ascension model in your business where people can come into your fold at the very beginning of stages of opening their Etsy shop and really work their way up the ranks in with each offer, right? Because each one is going to be well suited to that target audience member. Um, or if they've already built out an Etsy store before, they may come into you at the top level offer directly, right? right. Yeah. yeah and, I, and that's what I was finding with the monster course is that, you know, I had people who like SEO is kind of my jam. I love talking about it. I've had great results on Etsy, you know, mostly focusing on SEO, but the people who are brand new, it's really overwhelming. And the people who are not brand new. They're like, I, I don't want to learn how to set up my Etsy shop. Like I've already been running as an Etsy shop. I love that. So break them out and have it more targeted and then have those opt-ins also more targeted for the different audiences. I love that. So what are you working on first? Are you working on creating a webinar based email funnel for the intro course or for the SEO course? Um, I am working on the webinar for the SEO course first, just because that's like my preference of what to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so then in the meantime, as you're building out, you know, these, these offers and the webinars for them and the funnels and all of that, what are you doing? I, cause I can tell what even just seeing your, if anybody had saw Lauren's website, you'll see like you blog and you have a Facebook group and you have a podcast. So you seem to be doing a lot of things in the, in, like in the, in between time of do, like creating um, really strong list building efforts. So yeah. is all of that really to grow your email list and of the strategies that you're currently using, could you like rank them for people in terms of like what seems to be working the best? 
Um, yeah, I would say for sure at this point, the opt-in tripwire situation is working the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, like, my problem, I guess, or my next step with that is that I don't have it leading to a bigger offer right now. So it sort of stops with this $27 tripwire, right. um, which obviously is not ideal. So, um, but that is a huge list builder for me. And um, because it's worked so well and I've been running it now for months, I'm able to like scale those up a little bit more and I'm seeing the same results as I scale it up, um, which has been great. And then having those ads pay for the ads to the SEO checklist and everything. That's also been a good list builder. So there's a lot of list building. <laughs> I am still going to do a live launch at some point, um, but I feel like it takes the pressure off of me to do a live launch, which is huge. <laughs> yeah. And you can maybe space them out a little bit more yes. um, and not feel so much like anxiety and pressure to be always live launching. Yeah. And in terms of, so you, but you host a podcast. Do you mm -hmm. find that that grows your audience with new people or is the, is the podcast more for nurturing your existing audience? I would say a little bit of both. Um, it does grow the audience I've seen, um, for a long time in the podcast, my call to action was always join the Facebook group. And so I saw a lot of people come into the Facebook group for that. Um, and I find that the people who listen to the podcast are super engaged. Yeah. So um, it definitely helps people's buy-in with, with what I'm doing and what I'm talking about. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of both, but that makes mostly sense. I just like doing it too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun. Yeah. No, me too, obviously. Um, <laughs> and it, with your Facebook group, do you go in in there and do sort of live trainings? Like how do you use your Facebook group to really grow your business? Um, I did for a while. I did Facebook lives and, um, I was in there on video more now, I kind of shy away from that a little bit just because I do have the paid groups where I go live and answer yeah. questions and stuff. And so I want there to be a distinction in the value between the two. So if people ask questions in the Facebook group, I mean, if it's a super basic question, I'll shoot them an answer. I cheer people on and their successes and I get great ideas for my, my podcast episodes and stuff from the Facebook group. So, um, I think it just kind of all works together, I guess. Like I also find that a lot of people that listen to the podcast are in the Facebook group and then they're also highly engaged. So amazing. I love that. So you're creating like such a nice ecosystem of like places where people can connect with you and, and hear more about what you're, what you're offering. So where do you see your business? Like in, let's say in a year or even in five years, like what are the big lofty aspirations? Oh, well, we're having another baby. So in a year, I think. <gasps> Congratulations. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, so in a year, I'm hoping this has kind of been in joining the passive project and having all of this be a little bit more passive. That was kind of part of the goal too, is like, I cannot deal with live launching with a newborn or even just the pressure of that. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I'm hoping that that is kind of like a well-oiled machine <laughs> yes. in a year. And then, you know, I don't know with five years, it's hard because I don't think I could have told you five years ago that this is where like five years ago was one of my first six figure years on Etsy. And then since then it's like taken off like crazy and all of the rest of this has come. So I think it's really hard <laughs> to project five Absolutely. years. Are but you still running your Etsy shop actively? 
Yes, I am. Yes. And I think that that's a really important part of it. Um, and something that I really enjoyed as a coach because, um, and I heard you talk about this on a recent podcast episode that, you know, it's like when there's a lot of people that step away from their Etsy shop when they start coaching. And for me, I think that it's a really, it's really important to still have that, you know, experience, the hands-on experience. Like I'm still struggling with sales when there's a, you know, a bad season or Etsy makes changes or, you know, like I'm still right there with you walking that path with you. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It really feels to me very out of alignment if um, you're not doing the thing that you're right. teaching about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is with tech platforms that are like always changing, you know, I mean, Etsy is constantly testing things and changing things. So it's absolutely, it's kind of like people who teach about, social media platforms, right? Like teaching about using Instagram or using Facebook ads or using LinkedIn or whatever it might be. You have to be using that platform day in and day out. So you understand all of the changes that are constantly happening. And Etsy is no different in that respect. Yeah. So yeah, I can absolutely see that that's like such a dynamic, ever-changing field. And so in order to teach about it and coach about it, you really do need to stay on top of it. So yeah. this has been such a good conversation, Lauren. Um, where can people find both uh, your, that like for people who maybe already have an Etsy store, they might be interested in you. I know you have a free Etsy, um, Etsy SEO checklist. <laughs> and then also for those who might be interested in starting an Etsy store or who just want to check out your tripwire and see how you've done it. Uh, well, can you talk a bit about that and too, and we'll make sure that the links for all of those are in the show notes. Yeah. Um, you can find me at laurenkeplinger.com and, um, that there's obviously links all over the website for places that you can opt in. Um, but that, SEO checklist, if you want to go there directly, is laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist. Okay, perfect. And are you on Instagram? What's your handle over there? I am. My handle is Creative Mom Boss. That is what my uh, website started as. It will probably change <laughs> at some point, but that's where we are right now. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So at Creative Mom Boss. So you guys, while you've been listening to this episode, if you want to snap a picture, tag Lauren and I on Instagram. We would love to hear from you and um, you know have a conversation over on that platform. And then Lauren actually also will make sure to include the link to your free Facebook group too, if anybody wants to join that. That's also called Crickets to Kachings, right? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. We'll include all of that guys in the show notes, but Lauren, thank you so much for coming on this episode. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Are you a digital product creator, but aren't seeing the sales you want in your business yet? Not sure how to effectively market your offers and scale them? Don't have an evergreen funnel and live launching system that works for you? Then you need to go register for my free masterclass, Make Mo Money, Honey, How to Grow and Scale Your Digital Product Business. I'm walking you through some of my best tips, like the hybrid marketing method and the bucket system, and letting you in on the three big mistakes I see so many digital entrepreneurs making that are keeping them stuck. This one hour could be the thing that radically transforms your business and life. Go register at gemmabonhamcarter.com forward slash class.